Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fantastic conversation planned for you today. We're going to be talking dating, marriage, red pill community, feminism. This is the conversation a lot of you guys have been asking for. I am so excited. We have a fantastic guest with us today. Uh, Rebecca's channel is exploding right now. She's been on the Fresh and Fit podcast, uh, racking up views, doing good work. And I am so excited to be talking to her. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have Rebecca Barrett. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. I'm so happy to be talking to you. I, in my trying to make sense of the red pill community, uh, someone, my man CP, the artist actually was like, no, it's more nuanced. Check this out and sent mm-hmm. me your channel. And I was like, holy smokes. She's, she's so fire. This is so good. And so I went down the rabbit hole and then come to find out my man Ray from Grateful Apparel, shout out to Grateful Apparel, called me and was like, yo, I know her husband. Da, da, da. And it was like, what a, what a small world. And so I'm, uh, so we kind of have some mutual friends behind the scenes. Uh, you are, are you originally from New York? No, I'm originally from Florida. So okay. Fort Lauderdale, born and raised. Okay. Just met my husband in New York when we, when I was living there. Okay. And uh, yeah, now we're back here in Florida. <laughs> what brought you out to New York? Uh, I, was start so I started my first company and I was accepted into an accelerator or an incubator mm-hmm. and I was like this is my time to go to New York mm. so I'm gonna go to New York I'm gonna pack up my bags I didn't know what I was gonna do I literally slept on my friend's couch for like four months wow. <laughs> they graciously let me stay there um, and I ran my company and then after that I was like I'm here I'm not Like, I'm not going to go back to Florida Mm -hmm. after this um, accelerator, and I'm just going to stay. So I stayed. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And you, so you met your husband in New York, but when I was kind of doing a little bit of research on you, you also identified with as being Mm -hmm. a feminist and and kind of now rejected some of those views. So Mm -hmm. for the people watching... Can can you define, because there's like the traditional feminism, which is like, hey, men are equal to women. And then mm-hmm. there's kind of like the modern overcorrection of chauvinism <laughs> feminism. So mm-hmm. can you just kind of define what that meant for you? What was, what was you know, what the intent maybe of the original feminism and then what that kind of meant for you as a young lady living in New York, pursuing your career, doing the whole bit? Yeah, so um, I think that, like you said, feminism has kind of gone away from the traditional roots, Mm -hmm. right? And we're seeing this modern feminism, which is very angry, Mm. very resentful, demeaning men, demeaning other women Mm. who have traditional-minded views. And I, you know, living in New York, it's very, very much, you know, put that that 
ideology is pushed out to women, specifically founders, like in my space. Mm -hmm. So I was running a business. I was around other women. I had those, um, you know, those communities that I was a part of. And the language, everything was, oh, we deserve this. Like, Mm. I need to be like, I need to get X amount of money because I'm a woman. I'm just like, yo, like, sure, I'll take the money. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'll take the money. But then, you know, the more and more I'm listening to these women talk, I'm like, Mm. this is very negative. Mm. Like, I've never been a negative person. I grew up in a very traditional household. Mm. And then over time, the more and more I kept getting fed feminine uh, feminism, mm-hmm. the the angrier I got. And my family was like, "That's not you. Mm. Like that's not that's not who you are." And it really, you know, it really struck a chord in me. I'm like, "Wow, I I used to be a nice girl. I used to be really friendly and had a smile on my face all the time. Now I'm walking around mean mugging everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's not life. (laughs) So, so would you say that modern feminism is an overcorrection of how women were treated in, you know, 50 years ago, 40 years ago? Is that, is that kind of like a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We've fought for our equality, right? Like, legally, we have laws in place that make women and men the same. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what we're fighting for anymore. Like, I really don't. At this Mm -hmm. point, it's just how can we take over Mm -hmm. in every sector of life, Mm -hmm. right? How can women gain the control and keep the control? And... That's what that's what they're preaching right now. You know, like X amount of women have to be in the boardroom. Like X amount of women have to be sitting on, you know, a company's board or get X amount of funding. And while, yes, I think the intention was there and correct. Mm -hmm. I think the practice Mm. was poorly executed. The conclusions were messy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you define that very well. It, it seems like sometimes, not all the time, but it seems like there's more uh, of a demand for representation mm-hmm. instead of competent representation. Correct. Right. So it's it's more like, hey, how does this symbolically look instead of saying, is this person competent to be in this position? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be that, I th- you know, I think that the most obvious thing and this, this trigger warning, some of you guys might get upset at me saying this, but just brace yourself. <laughs> I followed the Democratic primary very closely when they mm-hmm. were trying to get a nomination for president. And I remember Kamala Harris dropping out way early, tanking in the polls, bombing at the debates. And somehow she was propped up to be this like face of the Democratic Party, became vice president. And she is the lowest, the lowest polling vice president in history, lower than Dick Cheney, lower than Al Gore. (laughs) And it's one of those like, okay, this is an overcorrection. Is it awesome Mm -hmm. that there's a woman vice president? Yes. Is it awesome that there's a woman of color vice president? Yes. 
is it awesome that you guys propped up someone that the public generally just has a disdain for and was like, mm-hmm. look, we're here, symbolic, it's represented. It's like, oh man, no, 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 that's not, that ain't that ain't it. Like we we wanna get competent, great candidates in there, not just someone in there who is symbolically playing the part. And I didn't quite understand this about Kamala until I watched her Breakfast Club interviews and looked at the mm-hmm. dislikes to likes and the comments. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, she's like not liked by anyone. Like no one likes yeah. her. So I think it's I think that's a the 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 best example that comes to me is like, holy moly, we're so consumed with representation instead of saying, hey, is somebody competent? Um I, I saw your video on Jordan Peterson, and I know mm-hmm. you're uh, a fan of some of his content. I want to get into, like, shacking up and, and your whole reaction to that. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds like from his analysis that uh, a lot of women have this overwhelming pressure to go and crush it in the career field and mm-hmm. to go and be an independent woman. But they've done studies, and they found out that most of these women also, by the time they're 30, want to settle down have families and almost take a big back seat to their career. Um, mm-hmm. Can you can you kind of unpack some of that for me? And is and is that because you're an entrepreneur, you're creative, right? Um, and now you're you guys are expecting your first child. Congratulations! Is mm-hmm. that is that kind of what your trajectory has been like? Where eventually you're like, yeah, woman, blah blah blah, and then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, I, I kind of want to be a mom. <laughs> and I don't want to pay somebody to raise my kid and go to childcare. No judgment <laughs> against anybody that sends their kids to childcare, right? Um, so so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I you hit you hit it on the head, right? I was very career focused. That's mm-hmm. all I thought about. How can I how can I raise the most amount of money? How can I be the top CEO in my field? How can I, you know, just crush every goal that I had placed for mm-hmm. myself? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the epitome of what I wanted to reach, right? Mm-hmm. That's that was my goal. Mm-hmm. In my mid-20s, that was my goal. I was like, wow, I got here. Like, I hit, like, I was in Huffington Post. I was written up in all of these articles, right? I, my company was funded. I had all of the things that I thought I wanted. And then I wake up and I'm like, wow, I'm still unhappy. Like, how is this possible? Like, I achieved all of these things. I have the accolades. I have the people that back me up. Mm -hmm. But I'm what I want is marriage and children as well. Like, I don't just want to have the, you know, the badges of honor and all this other stuff. I I want something more. Mm. And so it really took an assessment for myself. I, in my late twenties specifically where I was like, okay, I, if I don't make a shift here, we're going to end up with at 40 years old with cats. And I didn't want that <laughs> because, because, you know, feminism, it was very ingrained in me. Mm. So, you know, the more you are around those type of women that scream and preach, we're independent, get your money, get this. I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. But like, do you all have husbands? Like, do you want children? Like, what's the other side of this? Mm-hmm. And I had, and I had this real estate um, investor sit down with me. She, what she was crushing in her field, right? She's like, I'm married. I never had children. Mm-hmm. You have to make that, you have to make that career or you have to make that decision. You either you're picking your career. Yeah. You can have a husband, but you're not never going to have a family This at the same level that you want to like, play play the business right Mm. 
you either have to choose this or this. You can't have both. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like someone finally like shot it to me straight, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That and gave me goosebumps. Just you just you saying that because I don't think a lot of people are, are, are truthful about that in terms of yeah. like you, you can't you can't have it all. I mean, I'm I can't grow my business at the rate that I would like to grow it because I want to be more present for my five month old, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to be more, I want to be, you know, more in, engaged. And I think that there are sacrifices that we all have to make to varying degrees. Um, and so I, th- I think that's that, wow, that's so interesting. So let's get into the, the manosphere conversation and the red pill <laughs> community conversation. And then I want to get more back into kind of your values and your, your, your position on things. And then I want to get into like, because we're going to get the questions. How do I find someone? How do I date? We're going to get there. So watch till the end because we're going to get to that stuff. So the Manosphere community, the Red Pill community, um, Kevin Samuels, uh, you know, shout out to the roommates. Uh, They're actually coming on the channel as well. Oh, amazing. Um, uh, 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 The Fresh and Fit Pod. There's this emerging huge thing. And a lot of their assessments seem to be aligned with people. you know, traditional values or somebody would say biblical values, Christian values, right? There seems to be some alignment in their assessment of the issues. However, uh, the conclusions that some of some folks have, are, in my opinion, are completely utterly toxic. And the most mm-hmm. common ones I, I see, and, 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 I, and I think we'll get into like the solutions to this from the flip side, but uh, someone like Kevin Samuels saying that high value men should cheat. And that is not, some of you guys are going to be triggering. You're like, you never said that. He said that. There's a video. I have him saying that. He said that. That was out of his mouth. I didn't, I'm not putting sauce on it. I'm not exaggerating. Kevin Samuels said that. High value men should cheat. They should exercise their options, right? Um, clearly, all the fallout with the, the the Fresh and Fit podcast, you were on there. They, you had a great experience on there. Um, but, you know, some of their stuff, I had three girls on one night and just all <laughs> The over-the-top stuff. Um, where do you find alignment with some of that community? Because I think you're a healthy voice for that some of that community. And what parts do you just utterly like? Nah, fam. Like this is toxic. <laughs> we gotta reject this. Like, and, and and your episode on the Fresh Fit Podcast, it seemed super fire. Like it was like everyone was nice. The girls were nice. Everybody was polite. No one got kicked out. <laughs> There's no drama, right? Yeah. So. How did, where do you find alignment and where would you say, ah, y'all are tripping? And did you see yourself as like kind of a part of this whole like red pill phenomenon? Yeah. So I'll answer that first because I get that question a lot. Like, oh, you're a wet red pill wife. You're. Um, <laughs> gosh, they, 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 gosh, darn it. All right. Yeah. They already like to label you, um, you know. And it's funny because, like, I stumbled into the manosphere by accident just by calling out bad behavior from feminism, Hmm. right? So I was like, what are all these terms? Like, I'm I'm trying to understand it in real time, just like you, as I'm making my content because, you know, I'm here as a woman speaking out and trying to help more women. Yeah. But yes, of course, it resonates with the manosphere because a lot of these uh, ideals or a lot of the uh, of the language and the talk is very traditional minded. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I agree with marriage. I think 
everyone should be striving for marriage. If that's what you want, right? Marriage and children. If that's what you want, I think the nuclear family has been getting destroyed yep. over time. Yep. And I'm a very huge proponent of that. Mm -hmm. I think that people should continue to lay the foundations, lay values and morals for children mm -hmm. so that people, children are grow not growing up feral. And yep. I say, I say feral because it's, we we're living in that right now. People don't understand how to deal with conflict, mm -hmm. right. Or how to deal with their emotions. And so I, that's a lot of where I I stand with the manosphere, right? Mm -hmm. There's things that women do that I don't agree with, that they also don't agree with. But then you get to the extremes where it's like high value man should cheat. No. Yeah. What happened to discipline? Yep. What yep. happened to having integrity? What happened to what happened to morals, yes. like values? Yes. And that's where I can't I can't affiliate with that stance because I don't believe it. I At my core, I'm always going to preach a positive message. I'm always going to preach marriage and children and having happy, healthy relationships, not sleeping around with everyone that you see, not, you know, not like having hot girl summer. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yes, I, you know, there are things that I agree with, but then that side of it where it's like you have three girls in one night come on bro like that's yeah we're pushing it a little bit okay like it it happens too and the manosphere is very broad uh, you, as you spoke about it in your previous video you know you have the black bill you have the blue pill you have you have the red pill you have the um the pickup artist the incels or yeah. Uh, MGTOW, yeah. right? You have all of these components. I, I am not here to learn about all of those things. I'm here to speak to women. I'm here to speak a positive message to women. Be yes. like, hey, there's the other side. Traditional values is the path forward. Being feminine, being submissive, being a woman who has values yourself, that's the path forward. And men should also have those values as well, right? They should also be disciplined. They should have, uh, you know, integrity. And that's where I can't, I can't sign off to the whole manosphere for that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I bring a different voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. So it's like, it's interesting. So on your episode with them, the, the, mm -hmm. the Fresh and Fit pod, before all of the controversy and all the stuff hit mm -hmm. the fan with them, it seemed like they really liked you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yay, we got one on our side, right? What was your experience like like being there in person? Your husband was with you, I believe, right? He yes. was in the room as well. Talk mm -hmm. about what that experience was like. And it, it, that was like the nicest I think I've ever seen those guys towards women. Yeah. So I think even you carried a, a, a you know, a energy in the room that was probably different than what they're expect, expecting. And it seemed to kind of shift the, the room as well in the environment. Yeah. You know, it was a positive experience from the get go. I had a positive experience before I got there. Like while we were messaging to be on, the, while I was messaging to be on the show. No, I did not you know, sleep with anyone. My husband is the only person <laughs> that I'm with. Right. Because that people, people assume the worst in everything, in yeah. every situation. Right. Yeah. And so, yes, I walked in there. You, I could already tell that the, 
that the women that were there were open and just just in a not combative, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can enter into a room and be like, okay, let me assess the situation. And I'm a highly sensitive person. So I can assess the room and be like, okay, this is going to be a good episode. I told that to my husband before the show even started. I was like, babe, I think we're going to be good today. Like Mm. there's not going to be any Frank castles. There's not going (laughs) to be any of that. And then the guy showed up, we did our sound check, all that stuff. And then we had the show, right? There was not a lot of interaction ahead of time because, yes, my husband is there. I respect him. He spoke to them. I don't need to speak to them. Mm-hmm. We're speaking for two hours on the show. Mm-hmm. And then after, they shook our my husband and my hand. We said, hey, if you want, they asked if you want to come back, you can come back. We would love to have you on the show again. And even throughout the whole stream, you could tell that their that their body language was relaxed. Mm. They were, you know, into the conversation. We could actually have some dialogue without the whole back and forth mm. that happens on the show. And yeah. it's a very combative show if you if you watch it. Sometimes it's hard to watch because you're like, wow, is this really going to like this conversation will never end? Like, mm-hmm. can we end this? And so I think that for the audience and for even the guys on the show and the women on the show, I think it was a very productive show. Yeah. I think there was a lot of things that were addressed in a positive way. So at the end of the day, I had a great experience. I know people have had bad experiences and I can't speak for other people but you know at the end of the day I had a great experience my husband felt respected I felt respected and I walked away good (laughs) do do you think that in this some of the stuff you were saying were do you think you were persuading the women there uh to kind of see things a little bit differently yeah, it was interesting because two of the girls came up after me uh, after the show and they're like, wow, can I follow you? Like, what's your YouTube channel? Aww. Like one of them was like, "I'm you almost brought me to tears. Like, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, I, I don't think that I'm necessarily going to change their life today, but at least they got a little bit of the truth. Right. Yeah. They got a little bit of that. And hopefully, you know, over time they'll change. Those girls are very young. Like I think the oldest one was 26. I'm 32. I'm no spring chicken. Okay. (laughs) But, but, um, but seeing, seeing them trying to understand what I'm saying Mm -hmm. was very positive to me. And that's all I wanted. I'm not, I'm not here to be like, you need a change right now. Like, you know, so. Right. Especially if you're in Miami, young, you know, good looking, it's, it's, it's not going to be like a overnight process. Now I think God can do that for some people's hearts. Uh, but I thought, I thought that was really, I thought that was really powerful. Um, and, and I was, I was best by it. I was like, man, this is so cool. Like it was so cool to see that. And I thought that was, that was great because I think so much of this community, again, some good assessment, not the best conclusions. And I think that's where it gets really murky and confusing. It's like, ah, you guys are, you guys are kind of on in what you're saying, yeah. but goodness gracious, man, these conclusions, <laughs> the pickup artists, the, all, all the shenanigans is like, wow. Which leads me to my next point. Um, so there was a video that I reacted to of Kevin Samuels on the Joe Budden podcast. And mm-hmm. he used this term, which I think completely describes me. And I want to know if you identify with it. He said, um, you know, hey, 
you, you can either go and build your net worth and become a high value man and then you have your pick or you can go build an Ikea marriage and struggle and come up together, build something together, you know, and, you know, he, and he made the joke, like, go to go to Starbucks and get one drink and split it and act like y'all balling and doing something. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, like, bro, that's the solution, fam. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the solution is, is that right there is meet someone and build a life together so that mm-hmm. there isn't this weird, like, toxic competition thing happening in a marriage there's a lack of respect in a marriage no like me and my wife we we started dating i was 19 she was 17 uh we got mm-hmm. married i was 23 she was 21 we've been married 13 years together wow. 17 years and it's like i i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine <laughs> making the money i make now as a single man living in new york or miami um and just the headache that would be and so it's like if you understand who you are, if you have uh, Christ-centered values, I think building it right the first time is the way to do it. Um, and then there is the, there is this, though, like, well, you know, the kind of man you want only the 1.1% of man, like this whole, like, you know, the survey they did when you were on the show, right? Um, and you said, like, hey, like, me and my husband, you know, we're average. We're just like normal people, but we're building something beautiful together. So would you relate to just kind of having, like, an Ikea marriage where you're just starting out and you're building this thing up? And now, granted, you know, now you guys are in your 30s. You're doing well with your YouTube. Things are looking bigger and better over time um like what do do you think about that like ikea marriage model and do you think that's actually this the solution is right there yeah i really do i i like the way that he says it i think he says some like he has these nuggets right so that is definitely one of his nuggets you know i i tell people all the time what's wrong with average like i don't understand where this went out the window and Actually, I can understand where this went out the window because social media really likes to promote this this luxury lifestyle, mm. like the jets, you know, the the vacations, all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool and dandy, good, right? But that's not like we all know that's not reality. Right. So then, why are we? trying to manipulate our life to match that because we know that's not real right Right, people rent those things so here's the thing my and i'll my husband knows that i speak about this we have these transparent conversations and you know my husband when i met him he had six months clean Mm -hmm. okay so when when we met, we both came into the relationship with baggage. We both came in broken, right? But the one thing that we had together was that we we knew Jesus. Mm. We had Christ, right? Yes. yes. And for someone who has dated the high value man, the CEOs, the Wall Street guys, I was tired of that. I was like, these guys, yeah, they're like cool. They got the money. I can go out on these cool dates and stuff. But the not to say that all of them you know don't believe or have the same values but a lot of them were just messing around and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm not about this life i'm trying to like look for something serious here so we 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 joke about this all the time god blinded me for my husband (laughs) he's like he's like i don't know how this worked out but you know he was he was um he was in a in a halfway. It was not like a picture perfect yeah. situation. And so we grew together. We've grown together. And when the man that I met 
then we were babies like mm-hmm. we were little like i like to say we're little babies like how cute were we when yeah. we were just like in love right um and our relationship has blossomed we you know have this level of intimacy that i can't replicate you can't replicate that like you can say that to your wife as well right yeah. there's this this level of intimacy and when god's in the picture when christ is in the picture wow it's just like we can go, we can get through anything. Amen. And we read through um, relationship goals by Pastor Mike Todd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's that pyramid, right? There's you, me, and mm-hmm. then God at the top. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. It's mm-hmm. not like just us. Yes. And I think that's the missing piece in this whole conversation about the manosphere and about, you know, women and dating in general, you know, it's very hard to say, guys, you're getting it all right, except this one part right here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I mean, okay, you just, you just, you just said a whole lot because I think what you're Sorry. saying is you're, 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 you get, now you're assessing in the, the lack of assessment. You're assessing that like, yeah. you guys assess the right problem, but your solution is mm-hmm. is almost behavior modification. Like your solution mm-hmm. is almost like saying like, well, women act like you have traditional values. And it's like, well, they don't yeah. have a regenerated heart. They don't got a heart for G- How are you going to expect spiritually dead people to act like they have sense? While you're out here talking about why high value men should cheat, it's incongruent <laughs> to, to, to desire that. And so, so that to me is interesting. But I, I want to ask you, um, how, wait, how long? So how long have you guys been married? How long have you guys been together? So we've been uh, together for, we're hitting three years uh, together. And then the this is our first year of marriage. So we are in our first, we're coming up on our one year anniversary of marriage. So Congratulations. we are newlyweds. Yay. Thank you. We are newlyweds, but we feel like we've been in the trenches for yep. a long time, yep. Yep. especially because we did premarital counseling, like intensive premarital counseling. I preach that on my channel all the time. Like y'all need to go to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. It will help flush out all Amen. of this stuff yes. ahead of time. And our premarital counselor is also our our pastor. Mm -hmm. He also has all of the, you know, the certifications. He was the one who married us. He's like, I'm not marrying you until I know. I'm like, I get like, I have that understanding that you guys can get through this. Yes. And you have all the tools. You have, you know, your tool belts prepared because in marriage, we're going to go through trials, right? Mm -hmm. I I just lost my dad in January of this year, mm. right after we got married. So we got married in October. I lost my dad in January and we didn't have anything. We didn't get our honeymoon, none of that, right? I was literally propelled into this like into this disaster. Mm. I lost my person, my dad, yeah. you know. And I was like, wow, God is, you know, God is giving us, he's given us a lot to handle, right? But he's equipped us at the same time to handle and go through these, these obstacles, these pits in the valleys, right? And so it's only through counsel, outside counsel. It's only through having these notches in our belt with our tools Mm. that we've been able to get through this because I was depressed. Mm. Like my husband had to pick me up and, you know, make sure that I was okay. Mm. I I was not in a good space. 
And, and, you know, it was, a, it was through him and through God that I've been built up back, you know, to the yeah. person that I am today, like to the person that I am yeah. today. And counsel, my, my, uh, our, our pastor has been counseling us. We have, we have like a slew of pastors yeah. that, that, um, feed into our lives. He has mentors. I have mentors. And so I, I you can't do this alone. Amen. Like, I think that people, people think that, okay, well, the wedding day is amazing. Let's plan this awesome wedding day. Our engagement season is this, but, but the wedding day is Six hours, seven yep. hours, yep. right? Yep. You have a rest of their life to, 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 to deal with this person. Hello. You better really like this person that Hello. you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I think it's amazing because I, th- I think you just dropped the gym in saying you guys had a pastor who was going to be like, I ain't marrying y'all if I don't, if I, I'm not going to co-sign this and stamp this. Like, you crazy? And I think so many people are, you know, in this post-pandemic era so many people are not in a local church aren't Mm -hmm. under any type of covering don't have any type of premarital counseling i mean me and my wife because we knew how jacked up we were we (laughs) went through every type of counseling sat with every couple we could possibly sit with paid for the classes read the books kept going (laughs) to conferences after we were married because we knew we, we we knew that we was a we were a mess right and so we were willing to, to to put in that work but i think you saying that is is huge because just just being able to sit underneath somebody that's going to be like, y'all got to have your stuff together before I marry you. you, mm-hmm. you you're out of your mind if you think I'm going to co-sign this. It <laughs> creates a, a level of, 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 of seriousness to mm-hmm. this lifelong decision, right? And so I, I think that's, that's incredible. I think that's really good. And I think that's a gem that a lot of people miss is, again, we're talking alternatives to the manosphere. Hey, Plug into a healthy local church that's not just going to hyper-spiritualize every single mm-hmm. issue under the sun, and, mm-hmm. but also not going to secularize everything, where there's that balance of saying, hey, there's spiritual things, but there's also physical things, and there's also psychology, and there's the, and, and like, how can we solve it? And so I think I think you saying that it was, was literally our exact process was a lot of premarital courses, a lot of books, a lot of conferences, a lot of mentor couples, and then, and then those couples following us into marriage. To marriage who we then we could sit with and say hey like how do we develop a healthy sex life like how does this work like how does that mm-hmm. right and so it, it required consistent effort and it, but 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 the beautiful part is when you're intentional and this is the truth for anything really the business youtube you know trying to get in shape whatever you have it if you're deliberate and you're focused and you put in the work over time it gets better Mm-hmm. 99% of things in life work that probably all things in life work that way, mm-hmm. right? Just keep, keep putting in the time, keep, keep, keep making it better. And so I think that's a, that's a very practical alternative to, to, to the, to, to the Manosphere Red Pill community is like, y'all dudes even in church, do you have regenerated hearts? Do you, do you have, do you, do you truly want to be conformed to the image that, that God has for you? Not that you want for you, but that God has for you. And God may mm-hmm. not want you to make multi six figures at 25. Mm-hmm. He may, right. He may want you to slow your roll a little bit. He may want you to, to, to enjoy the scenic route sometimes because it's more, it's better for your character, right? Mm-hmm. We, we always use this illustration, um, uh, in terms of the way we built out our business, like we, we took the stairs and not the elevator. Mm-hmm. We did it the long way. It was hard. It was a lot of trial and error, but man, am I so much more conditioned having mm-hmm. taken the stairs than the luxury of an elevator, right? And everybody wants that elevator experience. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you're so spot on. Okay, so 
Let me see. I'm going to make sure we're not missing anything. But I want to get into some practical stuff. I want to get into some gems. My, you, you talked about your husband being six months sober and you coming from, you know, this, you know, uh, New York City life and needing some some transformation done in terms of your paradigm view. So my question to you is your, your husband had to have had some game. To mm-hmm. be able to, to, you know, he said he, he was, you were blinded to him in a way. So what was, I mean, obviously that was God and God working on your mm-hmm. heart and probably something in your spirit saying, no, this is, this is a good man. But what was the practical side of that in terms of the way he approached you and, and how did you reciprocate that? Yeah. It's funny because this is something that the manosphere loves to talk about as well. Like women will naturally become feminine to a masculine man. Mm -hmm. And when I met my husband, I was like little dainty girl. Okay. I was like like this around him. And it's true. You know, like when you meet someone that carries themselves in a certain way. Mm-hmm. He had not only the swagger, like he had the look, he was dressed nice, he smelled nice, he had all of the things that, that were nice, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we were speaking, I was like, but he also has that character. He also mm-hmm. has the integrity. He Come also on. has the values that I love and that I desire and that I want, yeah. right? Because when he, the, our second, our first date was going to church. Mm-hmm. And so, I was, he was like, I help out at my, um, at my church in the morning. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say? You just spoke some magic. <laughs> you just spoke some fellas, magic. Fellas, I hope y'all are paying attention, fellas. <laughs> this is, this is it right here, yo. Set them expectations out the gate. Where are we going? Church? Yeah. We church. going to church right out the gate. You gonna know what she's about, and if and if she and you have some things you need to work through. However, in that you knew, okay, I gotta suppress some of my flesh, maybe, yes, so mm-hmm. that I, because your spirit was telling you this is the this this is the man, right? So yes. keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's no, that's so and, good. And so when we met, like, so we met in person, which again. You know, people love to say, oh, it it happens when it just happens. Like, it's not, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And yes, I believe that is true. But there was a lot of work that I was doing internally. There was a lot of work that he was doing internally. And then God was like, here's the right time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not to say that you're just going to show up like the FedEx guy is going to be like coming in your door and Mm -hmm. he's going to be the one, right? Like you have to put yourself out there. You have to, you know, be, be in places. I know this whole pandemic thing kind of ruined that for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but we met in person. I was like, Oh, cause I would have probably swiped the other way, you know, on, on Tinder. I Mm. probably wouldn't have swiped, but when I met him and I saw, him physically and, and his stance and his character, mm. you could tell. And then he spoke and I was like, oh, okay. He has a <laughs> deep voice. I was like, you know, th- there's there's these things. Yes, you have to carry yourself well. Yes, you have to, you know, dress nice and, and all that other mm. stuff. But if you don't have, if you don't carry yourself well, right? If you're hunched over, if you're like, whatever, mm a lot of women are not going to be attracted to that, yep, yep, you know, yep. especially now. Cause a lot of women are like, I'm about my money. I'm about this. Where's your drive? Where's your ambition? Where's this? And the expectation is a lot higher. So guys honestly have to step up their game in a way, you mm, know, because mm. women are not playing from the same fields that we were playing from, from before. You know, I was, 
a successful entrepreneur, mm-hmm. not knowing that he was six months clean, living in a halfway house, you know? So yeah. I, and, and it was God blinding me to that, mm. but we both, we both came in broken. We mm. both knew like, okay, well, I'm not a perfect angel by any means. Yeah. So how can I judge someone? How can I judge someone based off of their, the things that they've done? Yep. If I've, I'm twisted too, you know? And so, and I think that's also something that I wanted to touch on as well, because I think a lot of the manosphere loves to say, well, if she's had hot girl summer, if she's been promiscuous, step away. She's not the, she's not the one. Mm. I'm reformed. Like Mm. I'm made new through Christ, right? God has restored me. And I, and I've said this in my testimony, you know, I was not, both my husband and I struggled with pornography you know, we had to do a lot of intensive work within ourselves. Mm. He has accountability partners. I have accountability partners because we are broken. We're not perfect beings. Yeah. No one here is perfect, yeah. you know, and also having like being aware of that is very important, especially if you are consuming a lot of this manosphere type of thing, right? Like, Men are not coming into the situation perfect. Yes. You don't think you think women are the only one promiscuous? Right. Like right, right, right. you know? Yeah. So so practically, I think that people need to look inward to themselves, do a lot of internal work. Yeah. And through that intentionality, put yourself out there, man. Like, yeah. you know, we're we yes, we're living in a different stage of life, but the coffee shop, the gym, yep. like the places that you normally frequent, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's, I don't know, that's so, my, that's so my little So wh- where did you guys meet specifically? <laughs> so I, we met at, I met him at a work uh, event. So okay. I was there meeting the business owner of the, of the business. He had a yoga studio with like um, a co-working space and all the, he basically owned this whole building mm-hmm. and they were throwing a sober Halloween party at, at nighttime mm-hmm. on the bottom floor. My husband was volunteering for the Halloween party mm-hmm. and showed up ahead of time to set up. And I walk out of the meeting with the guy from the building and he walks up the stairs and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> it's good. good. <laughs> It's so good. Now, at the time, mm-hmm. somebody asked about financially. Where were you guys mm-hmm. at financially? Was he making more money? Are you making more money? You guys I was the same making, place? I was making substantially more money okay. than he was, and okay. that's something that you know. If you've ever you've been on Jesse Lee Peterson, right? Mm-hmm. Beta, beta, <laughs> yep. beta. Yep, 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 yep. So, I mean, in the eyes of the manosphere he would be considered not a high value man, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I, I've i never said that I needed a high value man. And so I was making a substantially more money than he, than he was. Mm-hmm. And then coming together, now he makes more money than I do. Mm-hmm. And we share our finances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're both successful. We build each other up. Amen. We are feeding like it's not about me how much money i make it's not about how much money he makes how much money we're making collectively Mm -hmm. we can live in a better building Mm -hmm. we can provide for our 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 daughter that's Mm -hmm. coming that's what that's the beauty of financial freedom not for 
what can I buy? Like, can I buy a Rolex? Mm -hmm. Can I like, Mm -hmm. you know, do these fancy dinners? Yeah. When we were first dating, we would split the movies. (laughs) We would, you know, and it was fun. And it was that Ikea relationship, right? Like we would go to the coffee shop. We would walk around New York City until our feet hurt. Like that's how we had our dates, you Mm -hmm. know? And it was beautiful. It was so much better because I got to know him. You know, I got to know him better. He got to know me better. He would pick me up from work. We would walk. We would walk um, to the train station. He would ride the train with me home. Uh-huh. Then he would go home because I lived in Queens. He lived in Brooklyn. So he was. That's a far was, ride. As someone who, who loves New York City, that that's like hours sometimes to go from yeah. Queens to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's yeah, far. It was an hour, it was an hour train, uh, hour and 15 minutes. So if we wanted to see each other, you know, that's that's a lot of the hoops that we had to jump through. And people, you know, th- I think that's such a beautiful story or it's such a beautiful experience when you can grow with someone in that way you know it's fun to be on the jets it's fun to be on the the boats and now we experience that right like you know family and friends have boats and we get to drive in nicer cars and stuff but like what's that really like that's like when my dad passed he left all of his stuff here. Mm. So you're not going to take that with you when you leave this earth. Mm. You know, yes, you can enjoy the, the nicer things in life, but that's not what life is about. That's not what relationships are about. And that's what I tell people on my channel all the time. I I tell them, you know, those are fun things, but that's not going to make your marriage last. Come on. I'm telling you that (laughs) for them jump, you know, it's those it's those getting through those tough situations. It's, you know, the, the sacrifices, it's the, it's the love, it's the discipline. It's all of these different things that that make a marriage, a marriage that make a relationship, a relationship, not how many bags can he buy me? How many, um, dates can he take me on? No, come on, that's so good. Well, well, oh gosh, there's so much. There's so much. To, I, I, I love that. I think back on my marriage, and there was a time for the first couple of years, my wife made more money than me, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and I and I, I didn't like that, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. But I, I also wasn't who I am today, but it was because she believed in me and because mm-hmm. she saw the vision. And, and to a degree, God, God blinded her to all the, 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 the goofiness that I had early on. But, but it was because of that, I think, that we're in a space where we are now, where quintessentially, mm-hmm. like on paper, I am the quote-unquote high-value man per income. But mm-hmm. I would never be the person I am today if it wasn't for my wife creating an atmosphere and an environment where I can thrive, where I can flourish, where she can contribute to the business when she can, while at the same time when she can contribute to, you know, running the, the household and making sure my son's homeschooled, my, my daughter's is taken care of. Um, I think that that is that is so 
key. And I think we miss that sometimes because everybody mm-hmm. wants to be autonomous and individuals. And mm-hmm. it's like build your life with someone w- with the right character. And you could a- you actually get to the same point and be happier with less baggage, with less drama, with less heartbreak. And and again, alternative to the manosphere. That's the theme of this stream. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. Uh, gosh, where was I going to go with that? There was a point I wanted to make and I totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, so the only thing I was going to say uh, that, that, that I've came to to discover now is that a lot of life is also in seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are seasons in life where um, where you know we really worked on our intimacy and that was mm-hmm. really good. And then my wife had a baby. And so guess what? Your boy had to practice self-control and had to be disciplined and right and 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 stay off of social media and mm-hmm. you know and and restrain myself because my wife just had a baby and had mm-hmm. four, fourth degree lacerations and it was really mm-hmm. hard. And so it's like I think that's the other side of the manosphere conversation people don't understand is like if you get this guy that is entitled to cheating because he's a high value man if you get this you get that what do you think is going to happen when you have a baby and you guys can't be intimate for two three four five six months potentially because you had a baby you did you did nothing wrong you did everything you were supposed to do and then and then there's a baby and it's like you 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 better make sure that man has self-control you better make sure that that he is solid uh, because you don't know what that's going to be like. And I think that's the part that's that's missing in, in terms of the if, if women are desiring that is like, man, um, I'm so I'm so glad that uh, we've gone through seasons. And in those seasons, I've had to develop and work and all these different things. And then the same thing with, you know, fitness and all that kind of stuff. Like I hear this like management girls, women need to be thin and good looking and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. And then you're going to have a baby and then she's she's going to gain some weight and it's not going to be the petite little sexy thing you 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 you're entitled her to be because mm-hmm. that's that's an actual choice and as and as well for the man like yo I'm um because of COVID and because my wife got pregnant and our scale broke right around the holidays, <laughs> uh, I put on 20, 25 pounds, right? So we pumped up together. It's okay, right? And so it, it's like everybody wants this elite Instagram life, but we've had those seasons where we were, mm-hmm. you know, I was shredded 11% body fat. My wife was in the gym working out with a train, right? And now we're like, all right, we just we just had a baby. Okay, we're going to ease back into this fitness thing mm-hmm. and getting shredded again. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, or the business, we had the, the real going hard a couple months ago and now we just had a baby we're not trying i'm not trying to drop six videos uh a day like Mm -hmm. i was dropping back in february and march where my channel was was growing faster and so i think those seasons is also something that i feel like people miss out on is like if you don't have a person that's mature and stable in who they are they're not Mm going to understand the ebbs and flows of life and that it's not this like linear trajectory everything's always just going to go up and up and up no sometimes (laughs) it's not like that and who you got with you is 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 potentially going to let you down if he's not uh capable of that so let's let's pivot game i need you to give game to the fellas i need you to give game to the ladies i'm a little bit removed okay so i've been married 13 years i've been with my wife 17 years so i'm a little removed you're closer to the dating scene because everybody always goes ruslan you don't know what it's like out here in this dating scene it's crazy these girls are crazy or the guys these girls are you know whatever so what what, Mm -hmm. what's some practical game you can give uh, single girls, maybe they have bought a little bit too much of the, the toxic femininity. Uh, maybe the guys have bought a little too much of the toxic manosphere stuff. What's just some game? Let's just start with the ladies. You're talking to the ladies. They're like, Rebecca, that's so great. Sweet love story. But look, give me some game. How can, how, how can you help them? 
oh my gosh, I knew this was going to be, I was going to be put on the spot for this because I feel like I'm out of, I've been out of the game too. Like three years is still three years. And it's great. And it's crazy too, because social media has shifted in such a, in a fast pace that I'm like, whoa, girls are getting flown out. Like what happened? Like, yes, this was like a thing, Mm -hmm. but now it's like the norm. Right. Mm. And so I don't even know what you're talking about. Like that's, that's that's like over my, all I know is like only fans changed some things for a lot of people. And I was like, that's a hot mess and a half. Social media and the, you know, this, this promiscuity conversation that's getting, pumped out there, right? This whole liberation movement. I think that's very bad for women, mm. specific, specifically women. Yes, men too. Um, but here's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter. So if I'm talking to a woman, it doesn't matter how many times you put yourself out there, like, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's only going to bring you more pain. It's going to only bring you more destruction. It's only going to bring you more resentment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a huge uh, advocate for saving yourself mm-hmm. for marriage. I know my husband and I, we, we, we were, you know, fooling around before, and then we made the decision to save ourselves right before marriage. So we had seven or eight months that we were not we were not even like touching each other. Mm. Like you can stay over there, I'll stay over here. Mm. We're just gonna come. We're just gonna have good conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go on a walk. Let's go on a walk. That's how we we. And it's funny because we moved down here during the pandemic, so he came to live with my family. So we were living in a room, but with on on twin beds. Mm-hmm. So like he had his twin bed, I had my twin bed. We were like. Don't touch me. It's like, that's I, like uh, I love Lucy vibes. You remember yes, that show? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. For the ladies, look, the FedEx guy, the UPS man, the, the USPS guy, if you don't leave your house, if you are not, you know, putting yourself out there, then how do you expect to meet a man? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I, I this is, this is where like the, preachers and the pastors can get really spiritual right mm. like right like oh yeah, your yeah. husband will just god's show gonna up send in you a life. man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep 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 yes yep. god will send you a man yes okay there is a person for you but if you're not putting in the work right mm. if you want a man that is fit if you want a man that is uh financially well you have to put your you got to put in the work too Mm. you can't just be like eating 50 donuts in a corner of your house (laughs) and expect your dream man with six-pack abs this is why i brought you on this is because i can't say this stuff i'm gonna let you say keep going no no donuts get fit keep going (laughs) like go to the gym walk on the treadmill walk outside like go to the park you know Get out of your house because this is women get in their own heads. I tell this to women all the time. Like you are getting in the way of your own blessing. Mm. Stop. Like, like Michael Todd says, rip up the list. Okay. Mm. Whatever you think your man is supposed to be, he's not going to be that Mm. because, because here's the thing, whatever, if you, if you believe that there is a man out there for you, I'm telling you, my husband was not the one that was on the list. Wow. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, he might have looked. He might have looked the part. He, yeah. But I was like, financially, what? My parents were like, "Are you sure this is the guy that you want to marry?" Like, mm. are you, you know. And and so we have to get out of our own heads as a woman, mm-hmm. because women will step in the way of your own blessing. I almost broke my off my marriage twice, or my. Uh, engagement twice because of hypergamy because of this idea of like well i need more i need Mm. to be happier i want this i want all of these things right and like we have to come to realization we have to come to the stark realization that maybe you're not all it Mm. maybe you're not like the bee's knees right like like they used to say in the day Mm -hmm. maybe Maybe you are average as at best. Mm-hmm. We need to come to that reality mm-hmm. and need to date in our space. What is wrong with the fish in our like in our pond? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with dating an average man if you're an average woman. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of women today want this high value man because the lifestyle is cool. The lifestyle is rich. The lifestyle is like, well, I can get fit with the high value man. A high value man is not going to pick you over the millions of other models Mm. that he has available to him. So let's be realistic. Mm. So a lot of this is uh, what I say to women is you need to get realistic with yourself. Mm. If you are going to make a list, make the list, rip it up, and work on yourself because when you work on yourself, right, the man that you want and desire, he will show up. If you're working out six days a week or five days a week, right, your man might be at the gym. Yep. But if you're sitting on the couch eating 50 donuts, milkshakes, and, you know, propping your feet up, your man ain't coming because let me tell you, UPS guys, they're not even opening the door these days okay they're not even coming in Mm -hmm. so yeah we have to be realistic and for men as well we need to be realistic come on like i and here's the thing i don't speak to a lot of i don't speak to a lot of men i actually don't counsel men whatsoever Mm -hmm. i just say stay away from these crazy women the crazy sisters, my crazy <laughs> sisters, because if you want, if you want someone that is marriage minded, mm-hmm. she will tell you she's marriage Come minded, on. right? She, like women are bl- like are blatant. We yes. are not. <laughs> we will yep. tell you exactly how it is. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so if, if a guy is going after a girl and he's not seeing the red flags, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the thing, people get into marriages and they're talking about these no fault divorce. They're talking about divorce courts and I'm never going to get married and I'm not going to do this because of divorce and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, if you're picking someone who clearly has visible red flags, you are setting yourself up for demise, for your disaster, mm. right? This whole like Brittany Renner, with the um, the basketball player, mm-hmm. right? I go, listen, she told you who she was. Yep. She told the entire internet who she was, yep. and you still yep. made a baby, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I, I think that guys need to get rid of that delusion as well. Like, if she's telling you who she is, believe her. Yeah. Yes, women can change yes men can change yeah. and yes you might have like my husband he wasn't the man that i you know he he grew into himself he 
stepped it up, but I could see that already, mm. right? He wasn't perfect. He wasn't that perfect ideal man, but I could see myself with him, right? There there weren't the the flags that were brought up, we addressed them in premarital counseling. We mm-hmm. got through them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times people don't want to put in the work. Yeah. Like I think I think at the end of the day, people, men and women, don't want to put in the work. They want to stumble into a relationship. They want to stumble into marriage, and then they want to stumble out of marriage, yeah. <laughs> and not understand that there's casualties here, right? Mm-hmm. Not only are you hurting yourself, you're hurting the other person, you're hurting your potential children. Yeah. This is not like we can't play in our feelings. And I think for men and women, we need to stop acting in our flesh. Mm. We need to start thinking long term. We need to start having foresight for the future and not be in our flesh. Our flesh is easy. Like you said, right? Oh, I can make money quick. I can get that guy quick. Oh, he wants to have sex with me. But if he's not trying to wife you up, baby girl, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And, and I think that people are living in this in their in their nature, and they say, "Well, it's my nature. That's a, this is this is feminine nature. This is masculine or uh, male nature." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." So we need to start implementing more discipline in our life. We mm-hmm. need to have personal accountability. We need to have personal responsibility. We need to have self awareness, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'm not all that's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's interesting to me that in any area of life, learning to drive a car and get a driver's license, learning to a specific trade so you can get certified and make more money, learning to grow a YouTube channel, learning to make merchandise. It requires focus, attention, dedication, consistency, time, self-awareness, you know, reevaluating, am I growing in this thing? Am I understanding if is is this getting better? Is this getting worse? And for some reason, people are under the delusion that the two most important areas of life, which is who you marry and your kid and the kids that you'll have outside of following Jesus, who you marry and the kids you'll have, people think that it's just going to organically happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Cinderella story. It's going to be magical. It's just going to work itself out. And it is, it is so not like that. If you have to take hours and hours and hours of behind the wheel training, of studying for a test to get your driver's license, fam, do you imagine how much time and effort it's going to require for you to have a thriving, flourishing, healthy marriage, and then and then pivot to being a healthy, thriving, flourishing parent for your children. Both of these require efforts. Both of these require education. Both of these require mentors. Both of these require multiple uh, ways of disciplining. And I think for whatever reason, we've just bought into it's. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you're close to any music musicians and artists, but mm-hmm. you have musicians that understand the marketplace and understand that like, yo, it's going to require work. What's new? TikTok is new. I'm going to be on TikTok. YouTube is new. I'm going to build an audience on TikTok. Then I'll figure out how to find someone to, you know, build an audience and sell merchandise and build my way up. And then there's the guys that are like, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna get discovered. Someone's gonna find me and uh, sign me to a record deal and then my life will change forever. And it's like, fam, do you understand how delusional you are to think someone is going to pluck you off of your trash SoundCloud page that you put minimal effort into, your terrible Instagram page, and that is going to happen. It's the same way with relationships. It requires so much effort to to be successful at anything, and we think it's just going to organically happen. Maybe, do you think that's because that, that's the way society is pushed? Because in, in, in music, there's definitely this overnight come-up story, right? Where people lie about who they're related to in the music industry. People lie mm-hmm. about how hard they've had to work. And, and there is this, like, intentional deception to make people feel like, well, if you haven't made it in two years of chasing music, then you're just a failure, right? And it's very yeah. deceptive. It's very frustrating. It's why re- reason I don't like Baby Keem, uh, because he was Kendrick Lamar's cousin, and they, like, kind of downplayed it and, da- and lied mm-hmm. about it. And then, like, six, three years later, you find out they're cousins. Um, <laughs> do you think it's the same thing with relationships? Do you think that society has sold us a bill of goods to make it seem organic and like it's the Cinderella story? It's just going to happen and fall in line for you, and 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 that's it's just literally a complete lie. Yeah, I mean, media has done this. Social media has done this. Look at every single look at every single women's show. Right, I think specifically towards women, mm-hmm. The Bachelor. Right. The Bachelorette. Get married in 90 days. 90 day fiance. (laughs) We're being told that that's normal. Mm. Like that's cool. And then we have people that are, you know, we have these shows like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Real Housewives of this. Real Housewives of that. Right. Like we are being told that this is the lifestyle. This Mm. is what we have to aspire to. Mm. Right. But we're not seeing any. Like, yes, you have the Christian couples. Yes, you have people that um, that speak and that put themselves out there. But that is not the cool thing to do. Right. People love drama. Mm. This is why this whole Fresh and Fit beef, Abba and Preach thing got so much attention because people love the drama, yep. right? But, but then at the same time, right, we – so – the fairy tales, right? Like Cinderella, the little mermaid Mm -hmm. women have been taught that Prince Charming is just right around the corner. Mm -hmm. I can just sleep and I'll pass out. And this guy's going to kiss me, wake me up Mm -hmm. and we're going to live happily ever after. Wow. Right. And so, yes, from a, from very young, we've been taught, well, I don't have to do anything. I just show up and he's there or She'll, I just show up and she's there. Of course, that's how this works. Yeah. And you don't see the after, right? You only see the come up. Mm. You only see all that. So you don't see what happens after the fairy tale. What happens after the the happy ending? And, you know, then we see that in modern society, which is Instagram, which is Facebook, which is we put the highlight reels out there. Yep, yep. We're not putting out what we actually like the, the struggles that we're actually going through. That's why I speak so transparently because people need to know I am not a perfect angel. Amen. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not cut from an angel claw. Mm-hmm. I've had my struggles. I had hot girl summers. I was you know, a, a thought, like all these things, like, and that's okay. We have to understand that there's no, there's not a perfect person. Yeah. There's no perfect man. There's no perfect woman. We are broken people that are restored in Christ, right? And 
that we are made new. Amen. And we are allowed to change. We are allowed to grow. And I think that, you know, this is happening today. Something that gets said on Twitter, right, from 10 years ago gets brought up today. And we're we're seeing this perfect culture. You have to be perfect. You have to say the perfect things. You have to present yourself perfectly. Mm-hmm. I have flaws. I will always tell people I have flaws. I'm not a perfect person. You'll never going to, I might slip on the internet. I might say some things. Yep. This is why I, people hold me accountable. My pastor reached out to me. He goes, I've been watching your videos. I, we have to have a conversation. Hmm. And so, you know, something that I'm thinking I'm doing well, mm-hmm. he's saying, we need a, you need a check. Mm. You need to have a check here, mm. right? Mm. And now a lot of people, especially in relationships, no one's checking your relationship. No one's, no one's checking the person that you're, that you're supposedly going to be with, mm-hmm. right? We're just jumping into bed with people and saying, well, this is the person that I right. want to be with. They just conveniently walked into my life and right. we're just going to be together. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, you so so we, we gave some really practical stuff. Um, you know, know that you're going to attract who you are. Be willing to do the work internally before you expect someone to come along. Um, put then put yourself out there. We talked about when someone shows you who they really are, believe them. So I think I think we gave some really practical stuff. Uh, don't just assume that the UPS guy or the Amazon delivery <laughs> guy is, is going to be the one for you. Uh, you got to you know you got to move around. Uh, you know, don't eat donuts. Uh, to both men, a lot and, of them. both men and women. <laughs> I have donuts occasionally, but not regularly. Um, so you talked about on your video reacting to Jordan Peterson, specifically mm-hmm. cohabitating and living mm-hmm. together before marriage. This is one of those myths. And I know there's probably people that are going to be watching this Christians that are going to be watching this that are currently cohabitating. It's become more and more normalized. Cohabitating just means living together before marriage, playing house. Um, and you took a, a, a pretty strong stance on that. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think the research backs that up. So it's like once you meet someone and things start going well, you still got to have some boundaries and still got to build out the, the the rest of your life. And that requires restraint. So talk about that, that, that Jordan Peterson clip, which I've talked about on the channel before, but I, I think sometimes people are, aren't aware of what the statistics actually say, say about cohabitation. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I got a lot of pushback from that video too. Oh, I'm a sure lot you did. Of people, oh yeah. Because, <laughs> because here's the thing. When someone feels triggered, like, think about it. If someone's feeling triggered, that's something that they haven't resolved in their spirit, mm-hmm. right? So you're bringing up something that they are struggling, they might be struggling with, or they've pushed down and they think, oh, yeah. like, I do this, so you're judging me mm-hmm. for something that I do, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot of the response that I got. They're like, oh, you need to test drive the car before you buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you're test driving the car, you might test drive this car and then say, oh, I want to return it in three months. Mm-hmm. And get another car. And that's essentially what Jordan Peterson is saying. He's saying, listen, if you are not, if, if you are cohabitating together, it means that someone's not telling you the truth, Mm -hmm. right? It, it, it means that he's basically saying what marriage does is expose who you are. Because when you get into marriage, right? Marriage is the biggest indicator. It it reveals everything, whether you hit it or not, right? It will eventually come out Mm -hmm. from, from, you know, the, the deepest, darkest trenches. Mm -hmm. Right. And so 
he's essentially saying you need someone to tell you the truth. Mm. And that's what marriage is. But if you're doing this cohabitation, if you're doing playing house, what are you essentially doing? Be like, well, you're great for a couple months, mm. right? Yeah. You're great for a couple months. You're great for maybe a couple of years. But I still I want see- that out. I still want that option of getting out. But I can still get out, yeah. right? There's nothing there's nothing locking me to this actual commitment. Mm-hmm. And women see moving in together as the next step into commitment. And men, most of the time, think that moving in together is like, okay, I can test drive mm-hmm. what marriage looks like with this person. And what it does too is it what it does is it makes these roles that were intended for marriage, right? It makes these expectations that were originally meant for marriage and now it's all convoluted. Mm-hmm. So like, am I supposed to cook and clean for him? Am I supposed to, am I supposed to do his laundry? Right. Am I supposed to, am I supposed to be the provider? Are we doing 50 50? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that it really, it really makes marriage a like sliding into marriage right like oh i just we just slid into marriage like i we spent seven years together we might as well just lock it up at this point why couldn't you make those seven years marriage like why couldn't you take that seven years that you spent together and make it into marriage like you're you're doing all of this extra stuff ahead of time you had children out of uh, out of uh wedlock or whatever had children out of a covenant marriage now the children don't know you know it confuses everyone it's and yes people push back well how do you know how you're gonna be with that person you don't know yep you you don't know yep 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 yep. (laughs) that's the whole discovery of marriage that's the that's the that's that that those trials that's that refinement that you need to go through in marriage yeah and you're trying to do this ahead of time (laughs) amen and i think the studies show that people who live together before marriage are less likely to get married and then if they do get married they're more likely to get divorced Mm -hmm. which is a fact so If you're cohabitating, just know that the longer you cohabitate, the less likely you are to get married and the more likely you are to get divorced after marriage, which is Mm -hmm. you would think that, you know, worldly wisdom would say the opposite. It's like, no, you test drive. It's like it actually doesn't work that way. It's actually the opposite. And and, and I think people don't know that and don't understand just the, the, the basic math of that. And to that point, too, I think it affects women more negatively or uh more intensely because listen we have a biological clock whether women want to admit it or not mm-hmm. right our our clock is ticking i'm so sorry to be the one to be the bearer of bad news biologically speaking we cannot produce eggs for the eternity of our lives the same way that men can produce sperm mm-hmm. for the eternity of their life so a man leaving a seven-year relationship a seven-year cohabitation is fine because he can go out and find another partner, yep. maybe a younger partner, and do it all over again. Right. This is why you have these bachelors like George Clooney and like all these guys that like waited until their 60s, their 50s, 60s to finally like lock it down. But women 
suffer the most and will suffer in the long term because now I just spent seven years with this person. I, I maybe I had a child with them. Mm. How am I how how is how am I going to now take that into my next relationship? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it just creates so much more unnecessary turmoil yep. that could have all been mitigated if you just said, hey, like, and this is something I like about uh, Kevin Samuels. He says, six months to a year for dating, six months to a year for engagement, marriage. Mm-hmm. That should be the trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree with that statement because I think that people want to draw out these timelines, right? Well, I got to get to know them more. I got to get to, I, we have to get to, through these things. Right. And that's what marriage is for. <laughs> Amen. No, that's good. That's good. Um, the last thing I want to ask you, sometimes the traditional roles of you know, marriage or, or gender dynamics or what, whatever have you in a marriage, people, women would then think, well, I'm just not supposed to contribute. I'm not supposed to do anything. I'm not supposed <laughs> to earn any money. Like I'm just mm-hmm. supposed to suppress my ability and talent. And what I, what I obviously about you, you have a YouTube channel, you're entrepreneurial, you are earning and contributing. And so talk a, a little bit about that. Cause I think that's some of the false dilemma or the false dichotomy that's presented. Um, my, my wife helps with our business. My wife does a little bit of part-time work at our church. Um, most women still contribute in some capacity, maybe not when they have like a baby or little kids, right? But talk, talk about that and dispel some of that because even though you're like, hey, you know, my husband leads, yet you still contribute and you're you're mm-hmm. still a face. You're still on YouTube. Your YouTube is exploding. You're, 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 you're contributing in a, in, a, in, a, in a serious way. So just talk about that and kind of dispel that myth a little bit. Yeah, I think a lot of times when women hear the word submission, right, they think that, well, I, I just, I'm, I guess I'm not working. Mm. I guess he controls my life, right. that, you know, I'm just a doormat and I just have to like be at his beck and call. No, yeah. like that's not what submission is. And we see this in, in Ephesians 5, right? It tells us what the wife, the wife's role is supposed to be and the husband's role is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, like this whole modern woman, she is now so independent, right? This whole, I'm a boss, babe. I'm an independent, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Why would I give up my stuff for a man? Mm-hmm. Like, and you see this a lot of the time. That is what women say. They say, I'm not going to get married if I have to give up everything that I've got. Mm-hmm. I am more successful now than I was by myself. Come on. Like, I, I and that it boggles my mind because I think about it quite, I like, I reflect on it a lot. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I've, I have everything that I want. Mm. I have my husband. Mm. I have, I'm expecting a child and my YouTube is blowing up after I just lost my dad. Mm. Six months hiatus. I finally put that, I finally start consistently posting. And it's like, wow, God really showed up for me. And like, this is what people don't understand. You think that you're giving up something, right? That women are giving up this idea of what success looks like, right? But it just changes over time. And there's this, there's this thing when you, when you are, when you are, um, 
taking care of your husband, when you're taking care of the household, when you're eventually going to have kids, right? That our biological like state Mm -hmm. changes like we chemically change our Mm -hmm. bodies Mm -hmm. chemically change my hormones are telling me i have to nest i have to i have to start nesting Mm -hmm. right that's not my brain that's my biology that's Mm -hmm. my those are the chemicals those are the chemicals that are shooting out those are my hormones so how can i neglect my hormones Mm -hmm. right so here's the thing women don't have to give up their entire lives, right? It's a shift that you're making. You don't, I I tell guys, don't date a girl that's a deadbeat. Mm. Like don't date a girl that's a deadbeat. You don't want that, that type of woman either, (laughs) right? You don't want a woman that's like, well, I'm just going to be here when you get home, I guess. Like, you know, you want her to aspire to something too. But I, I, I find it really interesting because when I, when I was in the entrepreneurial space, when I was building my businesses, a lot of moms were, were a majority of these entrepreneurs that I knew. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, that's so cool. How do you balance, like, mm-hmm. like being a mom, being a wife? It's like, you know, it requires sacrifices. Yes, I didn't have to. I started my business after my children were a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I've, I... I work with my husband, right? There's so yeah. many com- or there's so many companies where it's like wife and husband yes. working together. Yes. There's contribute like you contribute, she does the finances, he does th- like the the operations and mm-hmm. they can work together Amen. in that way. It's such a beautiful thing when you can actually reinvest in your in reinvest in your personal life as well. Yeah. Well, right? It's like the money stays in-house, yep. okay? You don't have to pay other people out, out of the yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. And and I you know, I, I want to really dispel that women does it it doesn't mean that you just have to give up everything. You can still be ambitious. You can still have that drive. It changes though. Mm. The older you get, the the more it changes. Mm. And when biology and when our actual like hormones kick in Mm -hmm. i'm telling you i i'm i had baby fever for like six months i was like we i need a baby i need a baby i need a baby (laughs) (laughs) and it's like my it's my 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 body was like if i don't have a baby right now i'm like i'm gonna lose my mind Mm. but that's real life right that's it happens for women earlier can happen later it just don't want to happen too late in life you know especially for your first that's what i I try to tell women listen you have a biological clock whether you like it or not girlfriend like Yeah, yeah, I, I love that, and, and again, I think it goes back to that just idea of seasons, and that there's different seasons and different times that kind of make more more sense uh, for us. Like one of our values, and it was hard articulating this, is like we just we didn't want we did not want to pay someone to raise our children. No disrespect yeah. if your kid goes to to, to to daycare. No no judgment. That just wasn't for us. We were like, yo, mm, mm, not doing that. And we also knew that I wasn't going to stay home. I didn't have the mm-hmm. capacity. I didn't, I didn't have the yeah. skill set, the empathy, the patience to be home with a 10-week-old baby, you know, whenever her, uh, you know, maternity leave was over. And so that was like a huge value of ours. And so we knew, hey, we needed to build our life in a way where my mm-hmm. wife had that cushion and I mm-hmm. can go out and earn. 
Well, that's something, you know, right now my YouTube is ramping up. I'm like four and a half months pregnant, right? I never thought that that would, like, if I had to make my own plan for my life, I would not plan to have my YouTube <laughs> channel blow up while I'm equally blowing yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inflating as my, as my YouTube channel is also inflating. Yeah. But you know, I have to, I have to be realistic, right? When my baby comes, it's going to be baby, 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 baby. I'm so sorry. I tell my channel, I have been giving them a lot of, a lot of that um, information ahead of time. Like, look, it's been very difficult to put out content because pregnancy is not easy on the on the body mm -hmm. right your wife went through this it is not easy on the physical body yeah. i get a lot of headaches i'm going through a lot of different yeah. changes yeah. hormonally yep. right but i know that this that this is a season where i need to invest in this Amen. time when the time comes and this baby comes i'm taking maternity come maternity on. leave come on and I'm going to enjoy my maternity yeah. leave and I'm going and we plan on homeschooling our children as well yep. because the way that the school systems are working right now, I am trying mm -hmm. to put my kid in yep. <laughs> into yep. the school system. So I know that I'm building this for in this season for a reason, yep. right? I'm not going to be able to create two videos a week plus a live stream for you know going into my nine months of pregnancy i it's just not going to happen yeah. right but i have to i have to do these things now my husband is also doing what he needs to do now in order to to set us up yeah. right so yeah. we have to be intentional with these things but at the end of the day i'm you know it is these seasons these it is these ebbs and flows that we go through, but we have to be aware that like, yeah, things will change. Things yep. will shift. I know that come nine months or six months from now, or five months from now, my channel's not going to be growing in the trajectory that it's growing now. And I'm okay with it. I think when people, I think when people go through that really early in their career, like if they're 15, 16, maybe 18 years old, or even in their twenties and they see that fast growth, they're like, I got to go. I got to mm. go. Like, you know, and then they get they get delusional because they think, wow, I'm now this person. So they create this whole like Jake Paul clout <laughs> chasing, yeah. you know, yeah. because it feeds their ego. And yeah. we need to like the ego, the flesh, the feelings. We need to have discipline. We need to have awareness we have to have responsibility accountability i preach that all the time on my channel right i have people that keep me in check my pastor kept me in check mm -hmm. he's like we gotta talk mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah that's awesome you've dropped so many gems on us uh <laughs> thank you so much guys make sure you go subscribe to rebecca's channel i've been watching it uh binging on it it's really good <laughs> do you have any final thoughts any final words you want to leave with the people and we definitely got to have you back on and do this again sometime yeah i would say i, I i'm gonna say that again you know i think that in this day and age, we have to have self-awareness, mm -hmm. right? We have to have personal responsibility and personal accountability. What is personal accountability? It's understanding what my role is in that decision-making, 
right? And then personal responsibility is how do I shift like if this is broken, how do I make the shift, right? If that was a bad decision, how do I fix this, mm. right? Or how do I double down on this? How? And so I think that a lot of people, we need to get out of this delusion, men and women, right? If you want a happy, healthy marriage, you're going to have to be intentional. You have to put yourself out there. You have to do the internal work. You can't be complacent. There's no place for complacency in relationships, right? If you're intentional about everything else in life and you just fall and stumble into relationships, that's exactly how your relationship will end up. You're going to, you're going to keep fumbling and you're going to keep trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, we have to work on ourselves. We have to, we have to find what our core values are, right? For us, it's Christ. And I highly recommend, you know, if you have been thinking about, you know, going to church or finding a group, I think that, I think now this is like the perfect time, right? Like this is the perfect time to, to explore that. If you've done, this is what I tell everyone. I was like, if you've done this whole thing, right? If you've, if you've done, I I tell this to women, if you've done this whole feminism thing and you're still at the same spot, spot <laughs> isn't that called an insanity like, <laughs> like maybe it's time to listen to a different voice maybe it's time to explore a new direction explore a new route there's there's a reason why you all are here today right there's a reason why you're watching this video it's not by chance that you have stumbled onto this stream okay and so I, yes, we dropped a lot of gems. I think we we covered a lot here. But at the end of the day, we are renewed in Christ, in Christ alone, and we become a new creation through Him. And mm. so, if you feel broken, there is a path forward. It's called Jesus Christ. All right, that's preacher Rebecca. There we go. <laughs> Bomb drop, guys. Go subscribe to. Rebecca's channel. It's it's awesome. Ladies, ladies, go subscribe to her channel. Sisters um, come. Yeah, this has been incredible. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh this was great. We gotta have you, we gotta have you back on. Um, thank you so much. This is awesome. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, consider giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.